Welcome back to uh, Broken Fuse Podcast. This is episode uh, 66, and this is our first one of uh, the year. It's been a few months since uh, we've podcasted. It is uh, January 2nd, 2022, and a happy new year to all. Uh, we have uh, Harley on today, and also uh, James. Hello. Hey, happy new year, guys. Happy new year, guys. Order 66. I mean, episode 66. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, today it's our uh, Game of the Year uh, podcast. We haven't done this uh, previously last year. I think we skipped the years before. We usually do one. And uh, we have a a short list compared to most years. Uh, What have you guys been uh, playing recently? Uh, Uh, James, I'll let you go first. The usual for me is like uh, I played Metroid Dread, beat it, loved it. Um, I had to play it on hard and get through it. Uh, I've been playing mobile app games, Smash Bros. Jeez, uh, what else is there? Uh, and then occasionally dabble with things like uh, Akuna of Rice and Rune, a really fun game, which, uh, you know, it's like an action side scroller, uh, but it has farming elements. So you get to learn about how to farm rice. Kind of fun. Really pretty. Uh, it's on Switch sure. and PC. Nice. Uh, Harley? Go ahead. Uh, so I haven't played too much. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm almost short on time, but I've been uh, kind of doing some side quests on uh, uh, for Yakuza. I uh, beat the game a couple of months back, and so just kind of going back in, uh, replaying some of the missions for fun. Um, uh, nothing, nothing too much other than that. Uh, I've been dabbling a little bit of Forza, but nothing, nothing serious. I wanted to play Gears Five, been meaning to get through that, but uh, haven't really had the time. Nice. Uh, haven't been playing too much uh, new this year. Uh, played a little bit of uh, Metroid Dread. Uh, nice. Plays gorgeously on the OLED screen. Yeah. Uh, bit of Animal Crossing and Among Us mostly these days. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. And uh, been meaning to find a PS5, but knowing how it is, it's huge shortage everywhere. It's, uh, it's one of those... It's one of those good luck chuck sort of things. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, I will make I will make an aside uh, because uh, Smash Bros. Uh, did have tournaments come back in that little window of free for of that. Uh, we are everybody's vaccinated, so let's open stuff up again. We had a window of uh, about three or four months of playing Smash Bros competitively against people again uh it was out of scarborough was one of the major uh venues and there were a few different things going on there and uh today actually would have been another pretty big event but uh covid so unfortunately okay, so that was pushed back to march we'll see if it's any better <laughs> by then fingers crossed nothing uh you never know right Anyways, yeah. So, uh, just the the, the, uh, the competitions that you were running or like uh, something else. These were competitions that people were running in the scene, in the oh, okay. uh, competitive scene. So they they, yeah. they were for prize money. They were for bragging rights, for lack of a better word, because if you do well, you get on the PR. Uh, they had some little fun things where people who were really good would have a bounty placed on them, uh, or if you beat them, you can make some money. But if if the player goes through, you know, unbeaten, they make 
more money on top of winning. So it, it was a neat little thing that was introduced. Uh, I am nowhere near good enough. I am the kind of, uh, I'm still the sort of person who goes in and, hey, I didn't go 0-2 today, that's great. But that's And I'm just mostly there for fun, so yeah. Yeah, that's the way you should play it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Hi, I'm Zelda. <laughs> yeah so, it's all good it's all for fun anyways for the most of us it's uh since oh, yeah. I don't play competitively nowhere near good enough hmm so uh yeah. shall we uh jump into the list let's go so uh we're gonna let's start off it. with our action adventure games for 2021 uh feel mm-hmm. free to Add in more uh, games that I might have missed. Uh, we have uh, Action Adventure. We have uh, Metroid Dread, uh, Ratchet and Clank, Rift in Time, uh, Kina, Bridge of Spirits, uh, Mass Effect Legendary mm-hmm. Edition, Diablo 2 Resurrected, and Ghosts of uh, Tsushima. Oh, so. Nice, nice. Uh, I know that the Diablo game was really good. Uh, I can only hear about this from other friends. Uh, but it's also in the remake thing, so I can't really talk about it because I don't, I haven't played it. But I, he- I heard really good things about it. Yeah, um, I, a friend of mine, it's uh, actually got really into the D2R once it came out, and it's definitely a, one of those games where, if you're a dungeon crawling type of gamer, it's definitely worth getting. Yep. Um. Oh shoot! No more heroes was out. Two this year, No More Heroes three. Yeah, it's an action uh, adventure. Uh, Just realized that. Oh, did I not have it listed, or I don't remember hearing it. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I didn't uh, get to play. It. I didn't get I didn't around get to playing it either. So it's one of those games where it's like, yeah, that would be a really cool game, and then you just forget to pick it up, and then it'll go on sale online, and you'll be like, yeah, I'll get it now. Yeah, it, that, that's 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 how I feel about it. It's a really really fun series. I love the first game, and then remember, I forget if I played through all the second game because uh, there's so many games out now, right? Yeah. Uh, so many it, games, it was, so little time. It was really fun. So that's something where if I have some time, I'm probably going to come back and go, yeah, let, let's give that game a shot. Yeah. Uh, uh, hardly any uh, input or. Uh, uh, this that, is literally the, the only game on there that that I've actually like played uh, is Ghost of Tsushima, and I played it over at a friend's place. Uh, uh, this was a while ago, but but anyways, we d- d- just tried it out, and it was uh, 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 it, I mean the mechanics and it like I feel like it feels like I was watching a movie versus like actually playing a game, um, and it's so like, highly like, cinematic it, basically. Yeah, yeah, super cool. Um, and uh, uh, but uh, you know, it, I I wasn't very good at it, <laughs> but but uh, definitely that was the only, that's the only game that I actually played out of that list. And uh, I mean, it was really really cool. So yeah, so my vote is either between uh, Metroid Dread and Ghost of Tsushima. So it's up to you guys to see uh, which one goes through for uh, action adventure. I've heard really 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 good things about Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I heard some stuff about the um, stealth mechanics and a bit of, a bit of like uh, Metal Gear Solid, a bit of Dark Souls and type stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, which is really cool, but as it is a game I didn't really play, I have to give my nod to Metroid Dread, mostly because it's been almost 20 years since we've had a Sun's Metroid cool. game. And uh, this game, for me, really knocked it out of the park on pretty much all levels. There's some voice acting, and it's good voice acting, in my opinion. Um, they found a really good balance uh, for Samus. And it's a legitimately amazing game on Switch. And we just haven't had enough of... For me, we haven't had enough of those from Nintendo uh, this year now. Again, COVID stuff means that they're releasing less, but yeah, I love Metroid Dread, and I, I'm, I would be wearing a Metroid t-shirt right now if I remember to coordinate stuff, but uh, yeah, Metroid Dread gets mine. All right, so I guess uh, our action-adventure game of, uh, what uh, were you going to say? No, I was going to say, like, I think in the general uh, consensus, uh, most rankings will put Metroid Prime, or Metroid uh, Dread ahead. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I yeah. I would prime. There's still prime coming eventually. But yeah, yeah, prime four is coming. Except dread got there first. So uh, our mm-hmm. action adventure game of the year is Metroid Dread. Hey, <laughs> and so, uh, Metroid. Yeah, this is an amazing game. Don't get enough of it. Uh, our next uh, category is a recent game. There's not too many uh, out this year. It's a uh, Forza, Forza Horizon Five, and F1 2021. Ooh. And yeah, the ones like the higher rated ones that I could find at least. Uh, my bet it would be on Forza. It's a pretty big franchise. Haven't played in years, though, so I can't say on this iteration of Forza. Mm. I've I've actually. I've actually played, uh, or I've been playing a little bit of Forza, um, and I don't know. I feel like, I mean, it's definitely like the 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 cinematics and the the graphics are amazing. I, like part of it is because playing on. I guess I skipped a generation for consoles, so everything's impressive to me now. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, it's a fantastic game. I, I've pl- I've maybe put a couple. Of, I don't know, maybe six seven hours into it. Um, and it's a kind, it's a kind of game where you can just kind of drop in and play. You don't really need to like. It, it's it's I mean it's crazy. Like I like in the past I I don't recall like being able to boot up a machine and start playing like within a minute, right? So it's like yeah, uh, I really like that, and uh, that's the only time I get to like I you know play on and off, but I really enjoy that a lot. Sounds like Forza takes it. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I don't really have anything to say about racing games. I haven't really played much, so uh, I would defer to you, you guys on that. Yeah. Uh, and our next uh, category is uh, fighting games, and it's a slim, slimmer. Uh, it's been slimmed down. Uh, we have a Guilty Gear Strive and a Virtual Fighter Five. I haven't played. Uh, I haven't got around to playing any of them or demos. It's been a busy year with going back to school and stuff, so I haven't been gaming as much. Mm-hmm. But I have played a Virtua Fighter before, and I would lean towards that myself. Like uh, previous versions of Virtua Fighter. Ah. Uh, I actually honestly forgot that Virtua 5 
came out. I feel terrible. Uh, it's a 3D fighting game, I'm guessing, right? A uh, 3D arena type game? Yeah, it should be. Yeah. Um, it's a game where... Uh, I just feel like it's been under the radar a lot, because if I look on Twitter, I see all these Guilty Gear Strive posts, memes. You hear them talk about it on fighting game main stage a lot. I hear so much stuff about Guilty Gear Strive, and it makes me wish the Switch had it so I could play it. Yeah. Um, or play it on the PC if I had a strong enough one. Um, but, like, I can't. So all I can do is just look and go, yeah, that game looks really, really good. It's, you know, I think it's Arceus does it. Um, and, you know, it is the anime fighter, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so, and they've been doing really good work. And the other thing you notice about Arceus, if you ever watch anime and they have like a fighting game uh, used there, a lot of times Arceus will get the credits. So like just, you know, as a developer too, they've been knocking it out of the park so many different ways yeah uh yeah virtual fighter 5 is uh published by sega, sega? yeah sega yeah, aim 2 it's it's the sega so well not so clever it's the sega for lack of a better word tekken yeah it's kind of in between it's kind of in between tekken Similar. and doa right? it's in that vein yeah it just doesn't have the same it hasn't had the same. I don't want to say panache. It hasn't had the same flair. It doesn't get the same flair, right? It doesn't get the same attention of the other games, in my opinion. And that that's a little sad because honestly, I forgot that it released this year. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that that's kind of sad. You know, um, really wants to time in that. That's cool too. Uh, that's it for me. It's uh. Would you go Guilty Gear for that one, or Virtua Fighter? If, if I'm thinking, you know, of the year in general, I'm probably going to say Guilty Gear, right. and then eventually I'll get to play both and be like, wait, Virtua Fighter's really good, but as of now, Guilty Gear. All right. Um, Let's bring that. Really? Yeah, I mean, I haven't played either game, so it's hard for me to comment. Yeah, uh, yeah. for sure. Me with the racers, yeah, no worries. Yeah, and uh, I guess we'll move on to our, our next uh, category, which is uh, role-playing games. We have a decent list: uh, Tales of Arise, Monster Hunter Rise, Bravely Default Two, Shin Megami Tensei Five, Pokemon uh, BDSP, like the remakes of Diamond mm -hmm. and Pearl on the Switch. Yep. yep. And uh, this is a uh, Second iteration of a remake, a Final Fantasy VII remake integrate for the PS5 version, basically. Yep. And I don't really have. That's something where I would ask my brother, which of these games did you like best? I feel like just going downstairs and being like, which of these games did you like best? But I don't really have much to comment on. I, 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 I'm, I could just me all i could do is look at it and go well, where have i seen people talk about it what have i seen people talk about and uh yeah that's really all i can do about it i really like to uh, like of the games there i'd love to play final fantasy 7 
again because it just looks incredible. Yeah, there is a uh, PS, uh, there's a PC version of it from what I remember now. Uh, that's something where I'll just have to. At some point, I'll get a PC and I'll be able to, um, enjoy these games or enjoy all the games. But until then, I'm just kind of stuck going, okay, what does the Switch have? <laughs> yeah. Hey. So, yeah, there's. Uh, I look at it. Yeah, it's, uh. I feel, I feel like Final Fantasy VII is like, I don't know, most of us have played the original, so. Yeah. Um, that one kind of stands out, but I also think I, I don't know. I, I know, like I know, one of my um, my friends has sunk like into uh, 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 what was it, Monster Hunter? Well, which one was it? Uh, Monster Hunter. Yeah, we have Rise. Rise. Uh, like Wait, I know, people it? sink like easily, a couple hundred yeah. hours into it. Easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and it's amazing people, too. Yeah, the people that are into that, like they'll. You know they're super into it, so I I can't comment on that. But yeah, for for me, Final Fantasy VII's I haven't played the remake, but the original like I still remember it, and so I mean, nah, it's an incredible series, and, and uh, yeah, it's probably better with the the better graphics now, right? So yeah, like I would like I would go Final Fantasy VII, but my runner-up would be uh, Tales of Arise. It's one of the we haven't had a Tales game come out in. Quite a few years since uh, I think Zestria, or uh, mm-hmm. or was it Brasilia? Like, and that's been I think a couple of years since uh, we've seen that. And well, just gonna... well, yeah, go ahead. And go yeah, ahead. it's like the people I've talked to that have played Tales of Arise have <laughs> quite liked uh, the game and how it plays. I was just gonna mention as an aside, the Monster Hunter um, Rise has a really 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 nice um amiibo a really really nice series of amiibos if you want to look those up just just as an aside but i said they're still uh still making they're more content for it and there's they're still making a big uh a big expansion pack for it too right yeah i mean it's 2022 so that might be something where once the expansion comes out you're going you're going is this a new game in a sense because of just how big the expansion was um so it if it doesn't get a nod this year, it might get the nod for, for 2021. It might get the nod for 2022. So For expansions. Yeah. Yeah. Like notable mentions yeah. for next year. Yeah. Or, well, this year, technically, it's 2022 already. And, and Bravely Default's another just a super solid series. I, uh, yeah. It, it's, hard. it's hard to pick one. This is probably... The now, hardest segment quality, to choose. There was quality for sure in the action adventure, but to actually have played all the different action adventure games because they're a bit longer. Same with the RPGs though, uh, and RPGs, you know, as you said, kind of you can sit a couple hundred hours into them. But being able to play multiple RPGs while having a job that isn't playing video games, it's is hard. Easier said than done, right? Yeah, like I have played uh, older iterations of Bravely Default on the 3DS and quite thoroughly enjoyed them uh no so uh, that that that's a really tough call but we're all agreeing that pokemon is not in really the running not for, for this iteration at least no i mean po- pokemon arceus could be really arceus could be really cool as an open um, world but, uh adventure game 
Yeah, but I feel like Pokemon, if you're playing it because you remember the first games and you want to re-experience all of that, and you know, Pokemon Diamond, uh, the remakes are going are fun, but I mean, it's a hundred and forty dollars because there's actually a shoppers drug mart has uh, a, dual, a pack. dual pack of a dual pack of the two, and it was you know like a one forty or one thirty instead of you know plus one whatever it is now because it's it'd be like one sixty I guess because they're both Canadian prices are I think they're listed at eighty dollars each. Yeah, for... so it's like. So it's like you save 10 or 20 bucks by buying the package and it looks kind of cool because it's split. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's frustrating because I loved those games on the 3DS and I would still, or sorry, DS. And yeah. I would still say, and if you have a 3DS, like the first generation 3DSs, you can still play those games. So I, I would say like it's, it's a bit like Skyward Sword too, in that you could just you already have the games i don't know if buying it again especially at eight bucks or you know 140 to buy both of them in that pack yeah or if, if you split it with a friend it. it might be yeah. borderline okay sibling. or a sibling right yeah um like that's what my brother and i would do but then it always feels like unless you've already said yeah i want this one and the other one wants the other one you know it feels like you're always going okay I'll get the one that the other one doesn't want, you know, even though I like the other one more. Yeah. Yeah, I just want I just want to touch on Pokemon because I know people watch this and go, you guys didn't talk about Pokemon at all? Or you didn't talk about, you know, how the strategies, and I'll just mention it real quick, because the strategies, I think, have been expanded for the modern games. Like, you know how before uh, there wasn't the fairy type? So dragons would have been super overpowered and Spiritomb had no weaknesses. Yeah. When you fight Cynthia. Now, because it's modern in the remakes, they've brought in modern Pokemon um, and modern typing. Yeah, the... so it's more balanced with the type, like the typecasting of Pokemon. Yeah, the types are a bit more balanced now, going back into that, so that's another wrinkle. And they added one or two things to it uh, for the competitive players, and they might, you never know, do DLC. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that we talked about Pokemon a little bit, because if we don't, uh, people will look on the podcast and go, what, you guys really didn't talk about Pokemon? Even, like, people who love or hate it. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to make sure we got that in, too. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I guess we're going with uh, Final Fantasy for our RPG of the year? Yeah. <laughs> uh, to me, yeah. Really? Or not? That's that's what sorry that's that's what uh yeah that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. All right, it's Final Fantasy VII it's remake just, for uh twenty twenty one, and it's uh, just freaking beautiful. <laughs> it definitely is. And our trim down the uh, shooting genre, we have a uh, Halo Infinite and Quake Remastered. So this is basically reliving the nineties, being the nineties being late 90s early 2000s being revisited for us 2021 the year of remakes right pretty much and we even had pokemon snap come back yeah was that earlier this year or previous year it was in april it was in april i just checked it was in april i I was legit going through my um 
because I was cleaning my room just the other day and I was going through receipts that I had from EB Games and I was like, oh yeah, Pokemon Snap came out this year. Yeah, I played through <laughs> yeah. a good chunk of it. It's like, it's nostalgia, but it's not something I would uh, put onto like a Game of the Year award. It's mostly no. for the nostalgia. And I was—I only brought it up now because shooters. You're looking through a scope, cameras. Not yeah. the same thing, but just 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 as a as a nod because it was it was kind of fun. Yeah, um, and Which it was you... definitely one of the game, definitely one of the games uh, from Pokemon where I've gone. You know, it looks like how you want a Pokemon game to, to look, look like in modern day. It, it, it's it's still not like you know the best game ever looking thing or you know uh what uh game freak is sorry or what game freak is you know 100 percent capable of doing if they put all their resources into it but it it looks like a competent pokemon game that you could say yeah that's how it should at least look right yeah please continue with shooters <laughs> yeah we have halo uh, infinite and quake remastered i would be leaning towards uh halo I played more of it. Uh, well, not this iteration, but in the past, I've played quite I, a bit more Halo. I, I've, over, I've actually played. I've actually played a little bit of Halo Infinite. Like, well, my friends, like I have this like chat group where they're all playing Halo Infinite. I was gonna join them in the holidays, and but I didn't really have time. But I did kind of like try it out. I did watch a lot of gameplay videos to understand, uh, you know, what it was like. And um, I, I think this is probably. From what I hear, anyways, like this is this is it. Like for the next like whatever five years, this is probably going to be what the competitive Halo scene is going to be playing. Yeah, or like more serious Halo players, right? So, um, it's it's mm-hmm. pretty huge. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of people playing right now. So, yeah, yeah. especially since yeah. like the Xbox and Playstations are s- slowly starting to uh, be more available, but still hard to actually. Get your hands on one. I agree. Um, and I think the other thing you want to see with Halo is um, esports and um, collegiate, you know, collegiate colleges, universities. You're going to see a lot of people um, making teams, you know, to play. Well, when COVID is over, um, to play in those kind of venues like for college versus college type stuff uh because it has you know a bit of that counter-strike bit of that uh um, the team sort of battles that you can have 1v1s Uh, i think that's something that we're going to see with halo you know back in the modern era yeah uh i think that's something you're going to see more because stuff is just going to be more readily available yeah for sure so you're going to you're going to probably start seeing uh teams doing that uh quake quake feels like it's just just literally touched too old to have that same resurgence um but yeah. it, it would be cool if it did um you know you still see it in undergrads in that one episode but yeah um mine mine all would go to halo yeah it's a quick it's just a yeah it's just not as popular as a the halo franchise as of right now uh, it's like the granddaddy or the great granddaddy, um, in a sense, to, to Halo. I think. Like, yeah, if I look at Halo. It's basically, if, I, if you know your history, it's basically a step older, basically like a generation older. Yeah, because like, 
because when I think of Halo, I think of Goldeneye and Perfect Dark that came before it. Yeah. And then Microsoft took Rare, um, you know, and then Bungie was like, hey, Goldeneye, this works, you know, and then they probably saw Quake and online servers and Microsoft being a computer company can make online stuff and they went, hey, let's let's make this, you know, now with, uh, so, you know, Quake had the online component and uh, Goldeneye, I think, was the sort of uh, PvP um, sitting on a couch playing. Yeah. Yeah. Halo wins. <laughs> Pretty much. And our next uh, category is uh, platformers. Not too many uh, big ones this year, but we have uh, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury and uh, oh, yeah, Psychonauts 2. You have played uh, the Super Mario 3D World a couple hours into it at least uh, at the early on in the year and quite enjoyed it even though it's a remake. Psychonauts I uh, haven't quite touched on, haven't had the time to uh, play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh boy. Uh, like, I just... When I look at the Mario game, and my first thought for 3D World coming up was, oh, another remake, oh, an expansion that could have gone to the Wii U if the Wii U did better. Yeah. Um, and my other thing when I was looking through for the game was I knew that in the Wii U version, and this is just a personal thing for me, Rose is one of my favorite characters. If you beat the game in a certain way, you get you unlock her, and then you can play as Rosa. Um, to me, if the Switch was released in an expansion pack, you know, like coming out with the game in an expansion pack, one of the things that I kind of half expected to see was that Rosa would be playable from the start so that more people could enjoy it yeah. from the start as like a quality of life update. But in none of the trailers or promotional material for the game did I see Rosalina anywhere. So, Which is a like, shame. Yeah, to me, it's a, it's, again, it's super personal. Um, it's something that I really shouldn't upset about but when it's one of your favorite characters it's like okay what's going on nintendo like you can you can literally just it's just put a little bit of this in here and you'll score another couple thousand people buying your game (laughs) yeah (laughs) pretty much like do you really not need it like just that's just my aside Uh, and that's probably one of the reasons why i didn't buy it again well, and it's, uh, so, uh, it's yeah. a character that was previously in the game, no? Like, yeah, uh, exactly. It's not like they have to redevelop like um, like all the mechanics and everything, right? Like it's literally already there. So, and, and the other thing I would say is, why stop at just you know showing off Rosa in the game? You could put Wario in the game. You could put Yoshi. You could put Waluigi. How many people would you get if you put Waluigi in the game? I don't like Waluigi, <laughs> but maybe for DLC, that's what they're gonna. But, like imagine how many people would buy the game again for waluigi to to be playable in it and all the stuff that he could do like you have nabbit you could switch nabbit a little bit and you get waluigi sorry waluigi player people if that's not cool with you but you could have waluigi in the game and then you could make memes about how it's better than smash because waluigi's playable but yeah for sure it's life (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so, uh, to, I'm not giving it to Mario. I'm 
again, Psychonauts, it's like today, it's like, again, 2021 is the year of everything coming back. Like, oh yeah, we don't have enough budget to make this new game, but we can pour resources into remastering this old game, like Final Fantasy, like Metroid Dread comes out finally. Um, you know, we get Psychonauts 2, finally. Pokemon Snap comes back. The Nintendo remakes list. Halo Infinite. It's the Resident year of Evil. the remakes, basically. Get Resident Evil 4 on o- Oculus or whatever. Um, I haven't paid attention you know. too much to uh, Oculus. Right? Well, I've uh, seen that. I've seen, I've seen the whole Resident Evil thing on Oculus. It, it's uh, <laughs> like people are filming like reactions and stuff apparently it's pretty horrifying <laughs> yeah i would imagine mm. on vr yeah i don't think i want to do that so <laughs> oh, you know um just just a lot of games and game franchises ratchet and clank came back right that's another one uh no more heroes came back and just just lots of stuff coming back into the limelight a little bit this year so yeah that was really cool um for me i get the nod to psychonauts i'd be okay with Mario winning if you guys find Mario is cooler, uh, that's just that's just me. Um, I'm good for either one uh, winning the category as a uh, Super Mario 3D World. I think I might have skipped over the Wii U version, so I picked picked up this version of uh of the game. As I remember, I was like, "Oh, I'll pick it up later. I'll pick it up later." And then five years mm. later, <laughs> they're not on shelves anymore. Oh, and you would have missed the uh, drastic discounts too for it. Yeah. So yeah, and and again, it's a shame because on the Wii U it was a really nice looking game too for the Wii U. Um, and one of the power ups I think is a double. The cherries give you double you, and if you get more cherries, you get double doubles on top. So it, it looked it was a really cool power up and it kind of showed off the Wii it kind of was the Wii U flexing like hey yeah, I can do this I can do this yeah look how nice the environments look look how nice these characters look so that that was pretty cool but, yeah so yeah. is it is it Mario that wins <laughs> do we do do we need a drum roll <laughs> like so we'll go for uh, Mario then for, for this so kind okay, of split. Uh, for mini games, uh, short list uh, as well. We have WarioWare and uh, Overcooked All You Can Eat. Oh yeah, huh? I feel like Overcooked is probably gonna gonna take this one at least for me. Um, but uh, but I don't know. Uh, just in terms of uh, uh, like what I've experienced with it, I've I've played it. I think minimally, but. Uh, but over the the years, Overcooked seems to be kind of the one that you keep going back to. So. Yeah, like I have played uh, previous uh, versions of Overcooked. I think I have it on my Switch, but I did grab WarioWare, and I know WarioWare you can play single player if you really wanted to. But it, it's like, uh, yeah, it's still fun. But yeah, I would go Overcooked for. I'm leaning towards Overcooked for uh, mini games. Just, just again as an aside, um, and the, again another thing that was brought back this year, Mario Party. Ah uh, yes, All Stars and yeah, the All Stars yeah. version. All Stars version, which was the N sixty four Mario games, basically remastered for the Switch with brand new graphics, like properly brand new graphics. 
Um, I feel remiss if we didn't talk about that one a little bit. Yeah, we kind of haven't got around to playing it. It's on my shelf, but I haven't had the chance to play with like a group of people, so I can't really say on this iteration at the, at the moment with uh, All-Stars. I believe it also has an online mode. I'm not sure how well that works. Um, but for me, that one is pretty cool that it came back and it's pretty good and it's stuff that Nintendo should be looking to emulate when it makes remakes. Uh, other games that we've had them remake this year, again, Year of Remakes. Um, WarioWare looks like it's really fun too. Um, I see that they've added a few things to it. I haven't played Overcooked, so I can't really talk about Overcooked. Um, but yeah, I just feel like I wanted to get that out there. WarioWare was another uh, return to form really fun. Yeah. Uh, Mario Party. Mario Party is still the... Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> All the party games to go to. Right? The the game where you start as friends and then you're, you might not be friends after. <laughs> you know, where you have the random boo just go... Like, like, it's a game where you're winning, but not really. You could be up by three stars and still lose the game. Somebody who has no stars. Because yeah. the game just went... The game just went, oh, we're giving you awards for free because of... Almost like the game awards in a sense. We're just giving you this because we like you. <laughs> Pretty much. It, but yeah, I, I guess uh, Overcooked wins, which is which is which is cool. It's good that it's um, still a really good series, you know. And uh, another small genre, smaller genre that uh, we haven't really gone into this year is uh, strategy slash puzzle. We have an Age of Empires 4 and Chikori, A Colorful Tale. Let's see. Um, the only strategy games I've been playing, and I don't even know I can call it strategy, if you can use auto-turn most of the time, is uh, the Fire Emblem Heroes mobile game. That's all I've really been playing in that genre. Um, it's also a little sad that we didn't get another remake. Advance Wars uh, remastered one and two that was supposed to launch this year, uh, but it got pushed yes. back to April. Got pushed back to April of uh, this year, of 2022. Uh, that would have been the game that I would have that I was probably most looking forward to uh, this year of at least other than Dread. Uh, that was the other big game I was looking forward to. So a uh, little sad that we can't talk about that game, but uh, the early impressions were really nice. Um, and I'll let you guys talk about the other two games because <laughs> I haven't I'm, played I'm them. Talk about, I'm going to talk about AOE Four. Um, oh yeah, right. I haven't played it, but I played a lot of Age of Empires like before, and hmm. um, I've watched. I've watched like I've been watching videos of, of like gameplay and stuff, um, and I, I don't know. I, I feel like we'll see how you know it picks up in the competitive scene, but it's good to have something other than. Starcraft, um, kind of yes. come back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Nothing against Starcraft, right? It's just oh no, it's no, nothing so long, <laughs> and and you know we don't really get like I know there's Warhammer and there's like other RTS games. It's just not yep. really the same. And I feel like AOE is the only one that's ever been able to kind of hold up against or hold yeah, its own. Yeah, like get a foothold, a decent foothold against uh, Starcraft. Yeah. So I mean, that to me is is like. The, the the lifespan of AOE four is probably going to be tremendous. Right? Probably like the next ten years, it'll still be active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. 
and to those in the audience who are too young to know what StarCraft or StarCraft II is, um, it was sort of one of the big um, online games that you would spend hours um, playing a bit like League now, um, for lack of a better word. I don't. I, uh, hardly and others give you a better description of it, but it, 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 it was huge and still is huge to anyone over the age of 25 probably yeah <laughs> could tell could, could could either tell you about like about playing it or about what's like is that like younger kids don't know what starcraft is come on really <laughs> I, I i'm not sure I'm not sure i just want to make sure because like... <laughs> just i just want to make sure that I, I put it out there in case someone who's maybe 15 20 or whatever goes what starcraft just 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 younger in case fan. someone watches this right <laughs> I'm missing out, man. Missing out. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what's comparable. There's not really any RTS, like real-time strategy games now that are really that prevalent. People just play like I don't know Fortnite or like Call of Duty, right? So, Fortnite, yeah. League of Legends, Call of Duty, yeah, um, Apex. Been... Apex is oh, Apex. Yeah. Apex. Uh, I think there's a very small. Crowd to play Smite, I think. It's also mm -hmm. there. Smite, and there's another one, War something, not Warhammer. Um, I forget what it was called. Um, but Warframe, that was the other one, Warframe. Uh. But yeah, th there's a bunch of shooters slash um, MMOs or online ones that people are really uh, sinking their teeth into as well. Yeah, like uh, tower defense games, basically. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And remember the early tower defense games? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Dial up internet. Someone rings. Someone I calls you. Playing uh, balloons, right? That was the, that was the one that I started with. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. And then, and then what was it? There was like the ninja one, that I played a lot on my phone. But there's a lot of tower defense games. I, I just, um, I don't know. I, I'm just like, yeah. Starcraft is probably the best um rts of all time i guess yeah um, that and aoe and is very uh, the top two yeah, yeah exactly uh, and there's very, there are very games oh there's command and conquer I forgot about that uh, yeah yeah those, uh, are pretty, those are pretty good but um uh yeah i don't know i, don't, I feel like they're in the competitive scene it's it's been starcraft for the last like forever 20 yeah for, yeah, for, uh, yeah forever <laughs> <laughs> right and and that's all that's all you've been seeing, right? People still play it. I mean, I, it would be really fun to to look at somebody who started playing StarCraft when they were a kid, and they're like an adult with kids now, probably learning it from like a pro. That would be pretty cool to see as a as like a Netflix exclusive biography yeah. or something. That'd be pretty fun. Like five like five or ten years on the road, like when the kids are starting to old enough to play StarCraft, and like, hey, Dad, what's this game's like? And you school them on it, like hardcore school right. them. Right. Um, that was actually kind of a funny. As an aside, there was a cartoon called uh, Craig of the Creek, um, and one of the episodes was literally uh, the, it, it's a kid almost like recess where they go off and they play, uh, uh, you know, at a creek or whatever. Uh, they play. It's a bit like recess, uh, where where all these shenanigans happen, you know, at recess but instead of at recess. It's at a creek after school. Um, so the, the the main character, uh, Craig, and his dad, 
like fighting games. So his dad has been playing fighting games, and it's a 90s fighting game, you know, yeah. like Guilty Gear. Literally like Guilty Gear. Um, you know, so um, there's that sort of reconnection with the father-son sort of thing. The father played it when he was a kid, and now he's teaching his son. And seeing his son learn how to get better and beat him is just sort of... It's kind of neat if yeah. that happened in StarCraft. If that happened in StarCraft 2, that'd be pretty fun to watch. So, uh, yeah <laughs> just wanted to put that out there real quick as an aside yeah for sure and our last category which is uh, game of the year uh, I have listed right now Metroid Dread Tales of Arise Final Fantasy mm-hmm. 7 Remake Integrate and uh, mm-hmm. Ghost of uh, Tsushima is there any other games that you guys want to add to a uh, shortlist for GOTY Game of the year. Oof. Big decision. I, I, I don't know. I feel like Halo Infinite should be there. All right. Um, um, yeah. Definitely should but, be there. Uh, well, that's just that's just me. That's just. Uh, Halo Infinite actually won the category, so it should be up there. Oh, and the Resident Evil Four game was on Quest. Just that was the VR it was on. Yeah. Oh, that was the developer that made it. Yeah. Oh. Just just going back and seeing that. Uh. Uh, any other games to add to game of the year uh i mean it's also the year of remakes we got delta room chapter two i don't know if that's big enough put on with the other heavy hitters Um, yeah what else did we get this year like like when you go through the backlog, it's it's kind of fun to go like, oh yeah, this was a game. Like, uh, I'll just touch on one other one that was in Fighters, um, Nickelodeon All Star All Star Brawl, released uh, this year. Oh uh, yeah, I and, heard about uh, it, but I kind of forgot about it. That's literally the game in a nutshell. They they announced Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, I think, in summer, and then they kept showing it off and having Smash Bros. like top players and stuff playing it. And testing it, and everyone said it played really well, looked really, and it looked pretty cool. It was very fluid. Um, and Nickelodeon and people up there were kind of bashing Smash Bros, saying, "Oh, look at all the stuff we can do. It's like Melee. Look at all the stuff we can do." Um, and then people asked, "So, will we have the voice actors for SpongeBob for all these Nickelodeon characters voicing the characters?" And then Nickelodeon went, "No." And. Uh, the game feels kind of soulless if you I, and i hate saying that but fighting games need somebody yelling at you um you need to hear them say this is my attack this is my other attack this is my big attack without that they just something lost it can be one of the best it can be one of the most and, and just just as an aside uh for um future companies because because it also launched a few other things in fighting um reap what you sow so like if if you mention all these things and you're missing one of the key things needed uh for a fighting game to me one of the core elements is having voice um you know you're going to miss the mark yeah it's a huge deal with the sound like the sound of a game it's like the voice the background sounds like the music can make or break like a game a movie, a TV series, it can make it break. Yeah. 
is I mean yeah, the reason was for excluding like I mean they're gonna have to have voices anyways right so was it like in a, like a cost thing where it was too much um, I think it I, th I think it was I think it was mostly just Nickelodeon was like hey uh, we're just here to make money and that was that that was the was the thing uh, like like even in your reviews it says all star brawl lacks the familiar tunes or sound effects from your favorite cartoon shows. Um, you know, it, 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 it just, if you're going to have a network say, hey, we're making this game and then not put the time and effort to have a key component of a game, it shows that it was just literally a cash grab, even though the developers are, you know, in the background trying to do their best to make the game work and to be respected by the community. When you lack that, I, when you lack that, you know, something that should be there, people will take note of it. Because it went from being all over Twitter to being just... Uh, just mean, not just there. Not there at all. I mean, it, it's even been made a joke out of because Warner Brothers, a few, a few, probably a few weeks, maybe a few months after, released uh, a concept for their Universal Fighter. And the first thing Warner Brothers announced was, we've got Kevin Conroy doing Batman again. Now... Um, and just to give you a heads up, Warner Brothers also owns JoJo's in Japan. And so you could have, and Samurai Jack and all the Cartoon Network shows. So you could have legit Batman versus Jotaro versus Ben 10 versus Samurai Jack. And that would just be a regular thing in the game. That would be insane. <laughs> yeah, that would like bring it to the next level for a game when you have like the voice actors like playing yeah, their yeah. characters. And it would be Kevin Conroy Batman. I mean, that that's just incredible. And then you could do the villains. Now, unfortunately, the villain for Aku is the voice of Aku, uh, Mako, is dead. Um, rest in peace. But you know, the the would have Aku. You could have Mark Hamill as the Joker. Um, you know, and you could have other villains. You know, like Powerpuff Girls has Mojo Jojo and other. There, there's so many there's so many options and possibilities for that kind of a game right yeah like even if like uh a voice like a va has passed away or doesn't want like has passed away like you can go to their uh to their estate and see if they're okay with uh pulling up old uh sound files to use for the game and they would get yeah. a cut of the royalty for using their voice yeah Exactly. If you're going to go through and make a game, go through and make a game, right? Like you have to, you have to do your best to um, finish what you started, for lack of a better word. But yeah, I just I just felt because uh, we didn't mention in fighters, but it was just something that I was looking through and going, oh yeah, we should we should probably touch on that just really quickly because um, because it was a neat thing. Um, and we can get back to game of the year, game of the year because uh, that's probably what we should be doing. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, to uh, recap, we have, for the game of the year for 2021, we have Metroid Dread, Tales of Arise, Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, Ghost of Tsushima, and Halo Infinite. And mm -hmm. uh, my choice for it would be uh, Metroid Dread, as it's uh, the first uh, Metroid game, well, side-scroller We've had in what twenty some odd years. Not quite twenty. I think the 
actual count is 19, almost 20. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I think it was 2002 or something was with the last uh, canon Metroid game. And then we got this one in 2021. So it, it was like January 2002. So, yeah, it, it was really close to being 20 years between Metroid games that were canon Metroid games, not a sequel or a prequel or a spinoff or a in-between. Yeah, canon number five. Yeah, because in between that we had uh, the Prime series on the Wii and yep. the DS, and the uh, Other M, and I think we had a remake on the 3DS. We had Samus Returns on yeah. the 3DS. That was 2019, if I'm not mistaken. 2018 yeah. or 2019, from what I remember. Yeah, and that was another pretty fun game. Um, my, my game of the year is Metroid, um, and I realized that, like Metroid Dread, and I realized that you know we're only three people uh, who have other jobs outside of gaming, so for us to play every single game or to have knowledge of every single game that's released this year is most impossible it's um, not impossible it's mostly our opinion on what games we've played the footage we've seen impressions from people we've talked to that we're deciding it yeah um and, and based off that that's been the game that's left an impression on me um you know when i beat it i was like yeah you know it's just one of those things where you you feel something again you know so i, I was really happy to, to play through that game and uh it gets my game of the year uh, award too. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say uh, it's a toss-up between uh, Metroid and and Halo for me, uh, but you guys have—I mean, it's solidified. It's definitely Metroid this year, it seems, and I, I probably should get get on it. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like ahead. I think the OG Switch had a price drop. Uh, whenever the OLED model came out, it dropped uh, somewhat in price so it wouldn't be a bad time to pick it up it's late in the cycle there's tons of games for it and like i'm sure like i'm more than like i have some games i don't play as often i can like lend to you there, if you want to check yeah. it out the, the thing as you've said before is always just the amount of time like am i gonna have enough time to play yeah um but, uh, mm -hmm. but yeah definitely like I, I feel like i'm missing out so much especially when i talk to you guys because uh, i don't have a switch uh, and so my previous experience was basically when i was like playing with you guys so mainly party games platformers uh mm -hmm. fighting games i guess um but then with covid it's been a couple years right <laughs> so, yeah it's been a long two years yeah <laughs> yeah and uh the thing i, I would uh, mention just was switch uh, for you, it's the Switch and not having that. For me, it's not having a PC so I can enjoy games like Final Fantasy VII um, and Halo Infinite. Um, you know, Halo Infinite's another really, really, really cool game. Definitely deserving of um, Game of the Year if Metroid Dread didn't come out. And you have that nostalgia, both games. It's, yeah. it's also, just as another aside, it's also ironic that we get both Metroid Dread and Halo um, Infinite in the same calendar back again year. the same calendar year because back when we had you know the game cube and the xbox um i don't know if you know but retro studios was texas-based bungie was texas-based and they seemed to release halo and metroid within a week of each other or you know within the same month sort of thing 
So it's just ironic that we get that pseudo competition again. Yeah. Um, and there they are as our you know number one and two game game of the year. Yeah, it's like it's been a good game, like good year for for uh, nostalgia for gamers this year. Because literally, Eloid. like two thirds of the games that we've listed or more have been legacy, like legacy brands, like Metroid. Yeah. Final Fantasy, Halo, Age, Age of Empire, like Super Mario, oh. Tales of series, like all these uh, franchises. Like, there's maybe maybe two or three games that we've put on that haven't been around for more than one or two generations. Yeah, like there, there's very little that I could say was new at least from what we would consider triple a companies or nintendo there's very little that we could say is like brand spanking new this year that released if you're looking for that again indie games are sort of the way to go it seems yeah uh for for new experiences and um again as an aside a low night silk song when yeah. when cherry games when <laughs> uh yeah, um, and I, again, as another side, uh, Shantae had a somewhat significant, uh, what is it, DLC expansion pack that came out for free uh, towards the end of the year, which threw everybody off, but it was another really nice surprise. Uh, so again, indies, you can never shower them with enough love, so uh, if, if there's going to be a place to put them in, might as well put them in here. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think this pretty much wraps it up for our 2021 Game of the Year episode. Is there anything uh, you guys want to add? Uh, I guess I'll start. Uh, I uh, just mean, I uh, get off to it. Most of them, I think. Yeah. Sorry, go uh, ahead. There's a little bit oh. of lag. Sorry, I just said uh, I think we covered most of it. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, the only thing that I have to say is just uh, gaming is one of the few activities you can do um, without having to go outside for the most part. So, Unless you're playing Pokemon Co- Go or something I, similar it, to that. Well, Pokemon Go, you're outside, so you're, yeah. not, you're not with people. You're social distancing. So gaming is one of those social distancing activities. So if everything else goes off, you'll always have games. Um, stay safe and healthy out there, guys. COVID's no joke. It scars the lungs. It definitely does. Yep. Yep. So uh, be safe and uh, happy 2022, everyone. Happy New Year. And we will see you soon on our next episode. Hopefully it's not another half a year. Yeah, we can make Canada jokes because it'll be 67. (laughs) But yeah. (laughs) Hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll get to do this soon and hopefully... Um, you know, we can get together and kind of get, play some in-person games. Yeah, for sure. It's been too long. Well, that could be fun. Yeah, on that note, I actually uh, picked up a couple board games. Uh, Ticket to Ride and uh, Betrayal on House on the Hill. Oh, nice. 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 That's cool. How are they? Have you been able to play them at all yet? I literally just picked them up this morning. It's uh, off of a uh, 
Kijiji. It was like Literally. this guy was moving. It's like oh. I just want to get rid of these games. Sixty bucks take like for both games. Nice. So it's like half that, price. That's a, that's a good deal. That's, that's a good nice. deal. Did, uh, that's really uh, nice. Is it just the original ticket to ride, or any expansions? Uh, just a base game, and uh, base. Betrayal was a second edition, I think. Okay. That's, that's, that's a, a really good buy. Game. Yeah, board games. I don't know if you guys noticed. That. So like, I'm, I'm into board games as well, but like they've gone up in price uh, quite a bit. Um, I, yeah, that's again, as an aside, because I'm into books, manga, and stuff, um, and books, books, graphic novels, comics. One thing that I've noted in that publishers and uh, people, if you go to a local shop or something. Um, you'll get this more, is that uh, there have been some somewhat major publishing, printing, ink shortages. Um, stuff to do with paper has been difficult to come across this year. Like, stores had trouble getting paper bags for a while, uh, you know, to give at the checkout because there was a paper shortage. And the books have been, you know in limbo publishing because there's been a paper shortage, there's been an ink shortage. And when there wasn't a paper and ink shortage, there was, you know, the the forest fires in the north of Canada or in California or to the west of uh, North America. So there were shipping, supplying issues, and you had the uh, the Panama Canal incident where, you know, that, that still messed up shipping. So there's, there's been a number of issues in that regard, on top of COVID, which weakens or, you know, lowers warehouse output as well. Yeah, for sure. So It's know, been a rough year for... That's uh, probably one of the supply, sides of it. Yeah, but supply chains have been uh, messed up for the past two years because of COVID and other pandemic yeah. like, disasters, unfortunately. Yeah, um, like again, as another aside, if your favorite brand of pop or, or Powerade or something... Or cereal, if you don't see it in the store for a few weeks, um, chances are, and this is just my little insider thing, chances are, are that that section of the warehouse or whatever that produces that specific flavor probably had a COVID outbreak. And that's why they haven't been able to produce, you know, keep up with demand because they're all, they're all, you know, everything is out from the factory and they haven't been able to make anything new because workers in that spot you know have had to isolate for covid because they're all relatively close together so if one person catches it um they probably have to ice that unit for a bit or isolate the unit for a bit until they can Things safely return off a bit. yeah so that's just another thing where if you're in the store and you're you know upset that you don't see your favorite flavor of something on the other side of it you know Somebody's probably caught COVID and, you know, going through a really rough time. Yeah. Hopefully with uh, the vaccines. Uh, yeah, with the oh, vaccines yeah. Uh, being pushed out, the hospitalizations have been more manageable. Yep. And case uh, counts are still high. Really high. How high is it right now? It's I think it's like 18,000 in the ballpark of that. The yeah, last couple of days. They can't test everyone who comes in because they're they're above testing capacity right now. Yeah, they're at the so, ceiling. It's eighteen thousand per day, and that's the ones with the PCR. And of course, the rapid tests 
don't get registered in, and those who don't get tested don't get put in as well. So it's probably higher. It's definitely higher than the registered 18,000 that we have uh, here in Ontario. I would say probably closer to 20K or I hate to say it higher. It's probably that's higher than the 20K. Like like that, that's really scary. Um, also, so scary, but at the same time, people love making memes. And there's been a Super Mario meme where you have Mario in that Mario Maker where he's going through you know, the, the fire the fire uh spinny things um and this it's just like avoiding covid in 2020 in december 2021 uh, january 2022 and it's like mario going through all these fire bars you know, flaming flaming things fire bars yeah exactly and it's like a hair's breadth away from getting tagged and yeah. it's mini mario so it's like okay yeah <laughs> kind of feels like that so, yeah. Or like the dog in the farm, like the fedora dog in the living room. This is fine. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. And, and there's still like, from what I've seen, grocery stores are still, at least in Ontario, um, operating at, uh, we're letting everybody in until they force us to get to 50% or less. So, you know, that that affects people working there and just how it is. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, restaurants, you know, have to be at... Capped at 50%. It was a cap, yeah. yeah, capped at 50 I think they might even cut it down to they 25 They might cut it down to 20 yeah. They, they absolutely should. They absolutely should. I, I, uh, I yeah, I, there's like a... Yeah, I don't know. I was, I was driving by. Yeah, you know, you know, Southside Marcus. Like, uh, uh, yeah, it's like right down the street. Yeah, it's uh, they are like for some reason. Like, it was a couple days ago. It was like super packed, and uh, I don't know. Maybe it was like New Year's or like people had a day off in between or whatever. But it was like, yeah. or maybe they had an event or something. It just seemed like there was a lot more people than needs to be or than should be right in that in that space. Yeah, unfortunately, it's uh, yeah. the service industry, like the hospitality and tourism business, like uh, industry has been hit like really hard because of yeah. all these restrictions and nobody wants to go anywhere. Yeah. Yep. And like realistically speaking, I think it's going to be like two to three years before we can make a full recovery of any sort once we get uh, COVID under control, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, I was looking at it, and I was like, man, you know, maybe next year, like in a year, we'll be okay, and then this happens. So I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's probably going to be a lot longer than we think. Especially if you look at, uh, like, developing countries, like, they don't have, mm-hmm. like, they, they're getting their vaccines, but they're not implementing it fast enough with the resources that they have, and it's going to slow uh, down the global recovery. There, there, there isn't vaccine equity. That's the, one of the biggest issues. Is that we have a surplus of vaccines, um, but they're not getting shipped over quick enough to other countries. We could definitely use them, um, you know. So we're we're kind of being wasteful in that regard, and it doesn't surprise me. But it's just sad. Um, yeah. The other thing I notice, if I working in a grocery store, another thing I definitely notice is. 
there are still way too many people who come into the store without masks. And then they argue. And, and then they argue about it's like, why do you have to wear a mask and all this other bullcrap? Yeah, and it wastes so much time and effort and energy. There's, there's also people who feel like the stores should be providing masks for everyone at all times, and it's like we can't guarantee that we have masks for everyone because sometimes if we leave them out front, we'll steal the masks, which is understandable. Um, but like, they're not for you to steal or you to go oh yeah i don't have to use this one instead of my my own mask it's for people who have forgotten a mask or whose masks are you know maybe they don't have and the other thing too is cloth masks most of them um don't stop omicron from getting in because it just spreads that much better than the other two or the two main variants that we've had so uh people are recommending everyone wears the uh Surgical um, ones, you know. Exactly, surgical masks are better. The, the sort of plastic ones, I guess. The uh, the paper ones. Uh, you, you know, the the ones the the paper ones, the ones that you would see a dentist or a doctor wear at least, um, or uh, at least that kind of material. But don't don't they? Uh, if if you're if you walk into a grocery store and you're not wearing a mask, like you can't shop there, though, right? They'll tell you to leave. Sadly, I've seen enough people without masks still walking around the stores like Walmart and... Really? Yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 it's a loophole because in the contract or whatever that's written is you can talk to somebody and politely ask them to put on a mask or to do something, but you cannot force them to wear a mask or force them to show... Um, know that because there are people that are you know they have come into the store with a tank of oxygen because they can't breathe properly so they're wearing you know a mask as much as they can one sec best they can you can see the oxygen tank and you're like okay i understand why you don't have a mask you have an oxygen tank that makes sense um other people there's potential the mental disabilities or cognitive disabilities and sometimes again you might be able to see that and go okay fine i understand why you're not wearing a mask right you can barely put your hands up you know properly to do it you need help um you know or you forget whatever those people are few and far between um the people that you don't see wearing masks are either i've been through the extreme of both sides where they go don't need one because or because and, and they'll put oh COVID is a scam or oh I can just breathe in this sort of way and I'll be fine you know like it's just but COVID and don't again, care <laughs> right and, and we can't enforce it because we're not given authority to enforce it and the other thing too is okay how would you enforce it are you going to tackle them and get super close to them, which defeats the purpose of social distancing. Like, the only way you can enforce it would be if they had a health officer or security guard or, like, whatever word, police. Some kind of policing would have to happen regularly. And while grocery stores uh, honestly have enough money 
to do that at the big level, you know, at the big industry corporate level, they have enough money to do that. On the local level, they're not going to because that's, you know, they to them the risk of the risk of having um of people being potentially hurt or COVID spreading is less uh, for them than having an image of than protecting the employees with a security guard or something. That's just how it is. Like planograms, for yeah, instance. Yeah, and I'm not saying that like an employee needs to be like, you know. Oh no, I agree. Yeah. yeah. But but at the same time, like if this is like becoming a more prevalent issue at certain locations, yep. like it might make sense to have you know a police yep. officer there or some security because like it, it just i mean it makes everybody else uh uncomfortable like, yeah yeah at the at the least right so and, and yeah that's unfortunate i agree and what's actually ironically happened was um at least in my area had health officers come through and instead of going to civilians who weren't wearing masks they went to the back room where people are, you know, um, having lunch, social dis- having lunch or social distancing, you know, to, to, to have a drink what? and nabbing people there. What? Yeah, what? nabbing people there, nabbing people there who are having lunch, you know, having a drink or are just, you know, by themselves having a drink. No one around them, but their mask is off because they have to drink and nabbing them with fines is what I've heard. Happen. That's ridiculous. You're not yes. there. They're- they're 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 not focusing. They're that's they're not. Not only are they not solving the problem, they're 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 making a fuss out of nothing. That's 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 so unfortunate. Yeah. So so like 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 it 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 goes on both sides. Where it's like okay, if you want to actually enforce it, you have to enforce it on customers. And if you want to enforce it on customers, you have to do it one before they get in, and two, you have to have somebody patrolling. So that because people will take it off to talk on their cell phones, people will take it off uh, you know, for other things. I've seen people take it off to smell fruit. I understand it. It's how it's how you figure out if a fruit is fresh for like pineapples and stuff. But you know, to other people watching you, it's like, what are you doing? Yo, I've right? seen. I, know I, that. I, I was. Uh, I've seen people take. <laughs> I've seen people take off their mastic cough. Which, which I thought was hilarious. It's, like this is or, or, or sneeze or sneeze. Like the like what the hell? Like so, I was just like this is the most. Boring. It's ridiculous. It's <laughs> like it makes a mask freaking useless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're li- literally like this guy was like it was in the parking lot, but still like it, it's just weird. Like took off the mask to like cough and then put it back on. Like <laughs> it's like what's the use of a mask at that point if you're gonna not cough into it? <laughs> Like what an idiot! I, I just I was like, I don't know. It's just I I was that was one of those like face palm like it was just like what the hell? <laughs> it's like you ha- it's like having winter tires on in summer. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I hope yeah. I mean I I can imagine grocery stores are, you know, there's going to be a lot of incidences. You see it online like sometimes they, you know they post it and it's like I see it in the news right where someone like. You know, gets to a fight with someone or some altercation. Yeah. But, uh, oh. Yeah. A couple months. Yeah, that reminds me actually. Like a couple months back at a Walmart, like passed by yeah. a like a woman yeah. that wasn't wearing a mask, passing by the. I was leaving 
the cash registers. Uh, some other customer called the unmasked woman like a B for yeah, 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 not yeah. having the mask on and risking everyone yeah. else. Like yeah. legit, yeah. called them out on it right in like right there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just, just I, and that's the other thing is wearing a mask, not wearing a mask. I, I, I like I've tried to help people, or I've tried to call out people, like put on a mask, all other stuff. It's so much energy to just keep doing that over and over again to try to educate people, um, or to try to you know help. But they don't get it on their side. They're just like, this is inconveniencing me, you know. Yeah, they're um, and they they're don't... being selfish. Basically, that's all I can say. And as, and then it, it yeah, as like uh, I've said before to other people, it's like I can teach you like whatever you want, but I can't help you understand the material. Hmm. Like, like yeah, it's you. Ha- it's I feel yeah. like you know these people like there's no point in trying to talk sense into them right like they've made their they've made up their minds i i think the other the other big thing that really hurt us was um uh like when we had sars the first one probably over a decade and a half ago it was uh, 2003 i think 2000 yeah 2003 2004 i'm not that far off yay um but um when we had it it never got like, never got big. Didn't get big here, so we took it for granted. Whereas in Asia, it got big, and lots of um, there was lots of fallout in a bunch of different ways. So people, you know, who were from Asia or had relatives there, when they heard SARS two or COVID nineteen was a thing, they all went, "Oh, this is serious. We know what's happening. We know, you know, this is something we have to take seriously," and that's what they were doing. You know. Um, because the West wasn't prepared in that regard, and they were comparing, they were comparing COVID to like a cold or the flu, and it was like, it's a lot worse. It's it's closer to pneumonia. Like pneumonia basically is scarring of the lungs. Um, pneumonia scars on lung usually. Um, you know, if you get double pneumonia and if it's severe, you have like days to live. Usually, if you're, um, you know, when you're in your forties or whatever, you have days to live essentially, um, barring some sort of miracle. Um, COVID is similar uh, in that it scars the lungs. You can see it on X-rays, um, but it scars them a bit less severely, I guess, than pneumonia or similarly to pneumonia. But it scars both lungs apparently. So that's why. Um, when you get it, um, you can get long COVID, especially if it's severe enough, or you get a big yeah. enough dose because there's, you know, the scarring, you know, get can be serious that severe. Yeah. Um, so like my aunt, um, sadly caught it and she's still not, you know, a hundred percent. And this was, you know, like a year ago almost now. And, uh, she had just had the one dose. Um, she was about to get her second dose. So. Uh, it's it, it's, it's, it's crazy get your boosters get your boosters get your shots get everything and wear your mask it's yeah it's just like, like even in uh i think it was israel there were, uh there have been talks of getting the fourth shot like the second booster yeah no uh frankly you need it um and just the other side was on the sort of 
on a slightly brighter note, COVID, um, the longer that it's with us, the better it adapts to us, because viruses generally don't want to kill us, kill us. They want to survive in their host as long as possible to propagate um, as much as possible or replicate. So it can so, get milder like it has with uh, Omicron compared variant. to like Delta or the previous mm. uh, iterations where it would and, pretty much like mm. get you really sick or kill you. And the vaccines have helped uh, in that regard too because it means that Catching it, it's not as severe. Like you've seen that more people have caught it, but the number of hospitalizations are pretty similar because the vaccines have helped mitigate any sort of um, serious uh, side effects, serious yeah. complications. And and uh, people are still saying, like one of my friends, their father is an X-ray technician, says that you know you can still see scarring even in Omicron um, variants, which is sad because you know it's considered the docile variant, but it's still there. You know, um, and the other side of it too for people who don't wear masks is that great you're not wearing a mask whatever you think you're great, um, but you know babies can't wear masks if they have to go into a store or something and you know people don't have that luxury of staying home and they have to shop with you know their infant child. You not wearing a mask means that there's particles of it in the air in the store. That child can get COVID. You know, and now they have permanent scarring in their lungs at six months old, which is, again, a legit thing that has happened. Um, you know, uh, you know, it's it goes beyond just you and the people that you see around you. It's 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 you know, just just want to put that out there. Yeah. I guess, uh, so yeah, we're, James, like you said, yeah. man, it's, uh, we're, we're just the only thing we can do is just stay at home and play video games. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Right? Stay at home, play video games. If you go outside, just social distance from people like outside, outside, where you're in regular sort of air, for lack of a better word, uh, because the wind takes the particles and you know it, it dissipates them it. up. It spreads it out um, more, so it's not as concentrated, basically. Yeah. So it basically. You know, it's where the particles so that they're not holding together um, or suspended because that's the big thing is that indoors um, the droplets are suspended in, in the air for longer and they can be suspended in the air for a few hours, a few days um, depending, right? That's why indoors is more dangerous and you have to wear the mask indoors. Outdoors, the droplets aren't in suspension because the wind breaks them up um, so it's not as dangerous um, outdoors, in fact, um, what to my knowledge, it's generally safer outdoors. That's why they say open windows, so you get that fresh air, you get that, get that ventilation. Um, so yeah, that that's to my knowledge. Um, feel free to correct me if anyone wants to look it up. Uh, that's the uh, it's the book on COVID so far. So if you want to go out for a jog or something, just make sure you're six feet away from other people and you should be okay. Or yeah. a walk. Uh, but if you're indoors, make sure you wear a mask. Or if you know you're going to be outdoors with a lot of different people, like on a bus, even if the windows are open, or um, I don't know if they're still doing concerts. Um, but if you're in that sort of environment where there's people close to you, definitely wear a mask. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and there's like restrictions in, well, at least Ontario, it's uh, down to like a thousand people for uh, large venues like sporting venues like Scotiabank the Arena. ACC. Yeah. yeah, it's Scotiabank Arena. Not, not, I'll still forever call it the ACC. Yeah. It's like I'm never calling um, Skydome Rogers Center. I'm just never calling <laughs> it that. Yeah. It's, it's nostalgia. We're too used to it. Like with Canada's Wonderland out in Toronto, yeah. it's like a lot of the rides have wait. changed their names to like different ones, but we still call it by the old names. Oh, I, I thought you were saying Canada's Wonderland is changing their name. No, it's like the rides. That would be scary and sad. It'll be like Amazon's Wonderland. Oh, oh God! No. Right? <laughs> actually, actually, that that's one of the things that's happening is um. One of the arenas, I think, in Los Angeles is going from being named Scotiabank, or no Scotiabank, um, the Staples Center, to Bitcoin or something. Something, something to do with cryptocurrency, if I it's remember crypto, right. It's crypto. Yeah, crypto.com. Yeah, At crypto.com. That, that's what they're changing yeah. it to. Yeah. yeah, yeah Everyone yeah. is in uproar. Like, like how? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why? <laughs> It's but money, like, man. If you pay like for the naming rights, that's 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 how it works, right? They pay like twenty million or whatever a year for the naming rights, and uh, yeah. yeah, that's how it's Scotiabank Center now, right? Because they paid, I don't know, is it twenty million a year, something like that, some ridiculous thing yeah. to put their name on something. Power it, move. It, it's it's like monopoly, literally. It's like, oh yeah, your lease <laughs> on this on this land is up. The card t- tells me I can pay it if I have the money. I have the card. I want your lot now. It's now mine. I have the money yeah. for it. And there's just nothing you can do. So it's when people come around... I, I, yeah, I don't know. You, apparently, if you pay enough money, you can name things whatever you want, right? So Pretty much. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there's, there's even... A, if you go to some Walmarts now, there's a monopoly for the city or town that it's in. So there's an Oshawa monopoly. Yeah. An Oshawa monopoly. There's a Bowmanville monopoly. Probably, definitely a Scarborough monopoly if it's not sold out. I would get if that. You're, if you're in, if you're in a Walmart and you see a monopoly of the city that you're in, check it out. It could be pretty cool. Yeah. 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 No. No. <laughs> I guess uh, this concludes our uh, game of the year uh, episode, and uh, we yeah. will see you guys soon. See you guys later. Take care. Okay.